Today's sponsor is EveryPlate. Initially, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, that they were kind of a splurge. But as it turns out, EveryPlate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste, you know, like the bag of spinach that I throw out every single week. You can skip the store and let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. For me, in the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking. Every plate helps me do just that. Simple, stress-free recipes come together in just six steps and are ready in about 30 minutes or less. You can choose between 17 recipes that change every week and swap proteins and sides to your liking, so you can switch up dinner routines however you want. Every plate helps me experience more of my favorite things in life by saving me time and money, which means more money towards vacations, concerts, the list goes on. You can choose from classic plate, veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate preferences to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE179. Again, that's $1.79 per meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE179. Today's episode is sponsored by Somavetic. Somavetic is a device that combines an Eastern approach to health and wellness with modern day technology. If you have a lot of devices in your home, as most of us do, then there are hundreds of signals floating through the air at any given moment. This is called EMF, and some people are really sensitive to it and believe that it can cause some not great things in the body as a result of all of these free radicals bouncing around. If you're concerned with the unwanted influences of electromagnetic radiation or geopathic zones, you'll appreciate Somavetic. Somavetic devices rely on frequency therapies and the healing powers of precious and semi-precious stones and metals to create a natural energy field to harmonize your home. It does this through the controlled release of energy from precious and semi-precious stones. It creates a 360-degree field with a radius of 100 feet in all directions. The founder of Somavetic launched these devices in 2011 as a response to his own ongoing health struggles. After years of no success with Western medicine, he turned to traditional Chinese medicine and found a variety of healing properties with stones and minerals. After some time, he was able to heal his body and has helped others as well, and his experience inspired him to create Somavetic. If you're interested in mitigating EMFs and creating a harmonic field in your environment, these devices are a great solution, and they are beautiful. Each device is comprised of their own semi-precious stones with unique properties. Somavetic is a small company, and all products are handmade and hand-assembled in their Crystal Valley, in the Crystal Valley of the Czech Republic. If you want to try Somavetic, they have a 60-day money-back guarantee to let you try. Visit somavetic.com and use the code SELFIE for 10% off. That's S-O-M-A-V-E-D-I-C.com with the code SELFIE for 10% off. Hey, everyone. I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and a psychotherapist. And I'm Rue Powell, an admitted workaholic and self-care Luddite. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about women learning to take better care of themselves. We think self-care is important, but it can simultaneously be elusive. We don't lack information about it, but we don't always quite get there. So this podcast is dedicated to exploring different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious. We're looking at health, relationships, beauty, periods, and maybe a touch of the random. We also want to look at the hurdles we face that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. To submit questions to me or Rue, or to Claire, our beauty expert, or BJ, our resident therapist, join us in our private forum by searching Selfie Podcast Community on Facebook. 
Hey guys, well, in today's episode, we're going to be chatting with Kendra Adachi. She is the author of a new book called The Lazy Genius, which shot up to New York Times bestseller its first week out. I am such a fan of Kendra. If you do not follow her on Instagram, I can't recommend it enough. She is a person who is just full of a lot of really good life hacks and life hacks that are relatable, that are doable. Um, She jokingly calls herself the lazy genius because she is all about working smarter, not harder. And she and I have a really fun conversation that I think you'll enjoy. We're also going to be hearing from BJ. BJ is answering two questions from listeners. One is, what are some self-care strategies for essential workers? So if you are an essential worker or know and love one, this is something you'll want to listen to. And then she's also answering the question, Why does self-care make me feel guilty? Which I think is a really interesting question. Um, Anyway, Rue, hey, how are you doing? I am well. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. So let's see. My self-care, you know, I feel like I'm still getting systems in place. Yeah. Um, It's the balance of, you know, you're doing the same thing, like the, the schooling and also the working and also the parenting. So I think... You know, now I've moved from just being my girl's parent to also being their parent and teacher. And that's been something that I kind of have to balance um, along with, you know, writing and working and making sure I have time for self-care. So actually, so I just read um, a blog post by Laura Vanderkam, and she had interviewed Ann Bogle. Um, modern Mrs. Darcy. She's written a couple books. And she talked about thinking of everything like a Ferris wheel. So each, you know, bucket on the Ferris wheel is a bucket in your life. And as it rotates to the top, you try to give it attention and then it rotates Mm. again. It's kind of like you're looping those things. So if I think about the buckets, you know, I, I kind of narrowed it down to six and I need to kind of let all of those loop, especially the self-care one, because that one is the one that's the first thing to n- neglect. Totally. So I realized that, you know, the girls don't need me to be the number one best teacher. I just no. need to be, I just need to be, you know, like my expectations for this year are, are pretty low. Yes. And <laughs> that like, okay, some language arts some math and the rest is gravy, you know? And so we're kind of, we're kind of, I mean, that sounds terrible, but like this year is really about kind of, I don't know, like I'm not worried about testing or extracurriculars or anything I don't think it sounds terrible. I think it sounds reasonable. Like that's all we can do. (laughs) Get through the year. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the same for the schools, too. So it was the night before our district went to school, um, a bunch of, you know, parents found out that uh, the upper grades were only are only doing half days twice a week. Mm -hmm. And so three days they're home and then two half days they're home. And then some parents found out that some teachers are only working from home. So the days their kids go to school half day, they're sitting in a classroom and their instructor is zooming in from home. Oh, interesting. And they have a proctor. And so it's kind of like there's this all of this like, okay, so I'm going to I have to monitor my kids at home doing like all the Zoom and distance learning. And now they have to go to school where their teachers are Zooming and distance learning. And I think it's just so chaotic. And I Mm -hmm. feel for every parent and teacher and administrator that I think we should be we should be looking for like, what is, (laughs) 
you know, in, in tech, what's the MVP? What's the yes. minimum of a viable product? And yeah. that's kind of where, where I am. I'm like, what is, how low can this bar go? And oh, let's I just feel meet that. it. <laughs> I feel that. Like I really, in my head, I'm like, okay, what do they have to know to be able to like go back into school next year? And right. I'm like, you know, I mean, we got to keep up on the math because that's kind of cumulative and probably on the, so, you know, the, the writing skills. But I'm like, you know, if they kind of like don't have the best history year, that could be made up. Like so much yes. of it can be made up. Science, chemistry lab. Yeah. Eh. Although I will say the one thing that we've been doing every morning that I really like is we watch CNN 10, which yes. is just it's like so a, ten, a 10 minute recap of the news yeah. and they have it every day. And I think I'm like, okay, there's your social studies. Totally. <laughs> oh my gosh, totally. And I've been trying to like look for like historical movies and like, okay, we're going to watch history movies or we've been watching Crash Course in History. Oh yeah, those are great. Which are great. Yeah. But like, yeah, I've totally let go. I mean, I think the that's so important that we just really lower our expectations of ourselves and of our kids. It's not yeah, going to be their star year. I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, how can I do a unit study around live action Mulan? Because oh. that's, you know, that's what we're going to watch that. And of course. Uh, we have I'm it sure. on our calendar to watch Mulan. <laughs> and I'm sure they can, I'm like, you can, Remy, you can write a paper about that. That should yeah. be fine. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> An exploration into the culture of that time. Yes. This is right. a total history lesson. Yeah, so that's so gender that's norms. Yeah, right, right. So that's that's how I'm I'm juggling it. I'm 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 using the Ferris wheel analogy I to like try to swing everything around. How about you? How's your self care going? You know, it's going it's going pretty well, which is surprising because I feel like in many ways I'm kind of at the apex of the stress that I was experiencing, which is. The kids are back in school, which, you know, I had a ton of stress about. Mm -hmm. They're at school from home, which right. I have a ton of stress about. But it's almost like I spent the summer in a really heightened state of stress worrying about the fall. And now that it's here, I'm like, we can do this. Like, you know, I, I almost feel like I stressed preemptively and it's not as bad as I thought it would be. I mean, it's bad, but <laughs> look, it ain't good. <laughs> it's not good. But, you know, I think I've I think I've come to a radical acceptance place, you know, of just like, this is where we are. This is where the world is right now. I mean, I don't want to say that I've accepted the world politically because I have not, but just in right. terms of where our family is on a day to day, like that we are learning from home, that I am not working much at all. Like I've and I and that's tough that but I think I've sort of grieved that loss. Yeah. Um, and many, many, you know, articles and think pieces have been written about how so many moms are really having to sacrifice their career in the midst of this. And like, I, I kind of am like, I, I'm not writing another book, I'm not really doing anything right now. Because if I try to do something and parent, it's very difficult. So yeah, I've kind of let that go, which means the money is a little fraught, but my mental health is better for it. It really right. is. I, I, you know, I'm bummed that it's 2020 and that we're dealing with this pandemic mm -hmm. and the emotional load yeah. still goes to the moms. It still you know, does. For, for the lion's share of it. And that's obviously not every family, but no. it does seem like... I don't see too many men going, oh, no, how is this going to affect my career trajectory? No. 
nor were they worrying about how, you know, in general, obviously, but most of the people that I saw in Facebook groups that, you know, that were dedicated to like what's happening with school in the fall or or my school's Facebook group, my community Facebook group, rarely was it men entering the conversation saying what's happening with school? Should we write letters to the board? Like it's all the moms. It's all the moms that are following all this news and figuring it all out and making the decisions. And I mean, case in point, my ex, you know, I, I, at one point said like, hey, where are you at with all these school choices? You know, I mean, there's a lot of decisions that need to be made. And he said, just whatever, whatever you do is fine. Yeah, which is nice that he gave me the the power. But at the same time, like, then I have the mental load by myself. Right. And I think that's just true for so many women. Yeah. And it's and it's, uh, it's unfortunate and it's definitely disheartening. Um, yeah. So I understand, but you should like. Do you wish you were working more? I mean, not even like let's say let's say money wasn't a concern. Would you still like to be working more? I mean, yes. Uh, my ideal world is the kids are back in school and I have the freedom to work. But for me, trying to get work done while I'm being interrupted multiple times a day by school, and it's not that I'm not working at all, but I have just massively pulled back. Mm-hmm. If I was trying to do what I was doing last fall, and I was doing this last fall, I'm sorry, last spring, last spring, you know, they went to distance learning in March, my kids were in school till the end of June. So there was two months where I was working full time with them at home. And I was losing it. Yeah, I was losing it. So I just for myself, um, both because the kids are in school, but also because I, I think this is true for most people. My mental capacity is just impaired right now with everything yeah. going on in the world. And I just I think that's true for most of us. Things take longer than they should. Getting our brain into gear takes longer than it should. And that's the collective trauma of living through a pandemic and living through civil unrest and everything that we're watching in the news. I think most of us are are feeling like we're working at maybe 50% of, yeah. of our capacity. That's definitely true for me. Well, I think, you know, circling back to what we said earlier, it's kind of like lowering the bar for everything else, too. Oh, yeah. Are our expectations for ourselves lower? Are we still holding ourselves to task? Is my expectation for, like, my laundry lower? Yes, absolutely. I would not want you to see my hallway right now. (laughs) You know the hallway that leads to the washer and dryer? Yes, I have that laundry. Yeah. 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 Sitting on the floor. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, that's a, a really good way to to put it. If we're all going through collective trauma, does it make sense for all of us to just really put our mental wellness first? Wellness first, and yeah. I, yeah, I think I think so. I mean, and I want to say this too: it is a massive privilege, and I recognize it that I can kind of work part time and still make it. And I know not everyone has that privilege. Some people, some people can't say, oh, I'm going to pull back on work a little bit because they've got to work to survive. And and I, you know, my heart goes out to the people that are in that situation, because this is a very tough time for people. Yeah, same. I mean, I, I, I feel like I have the privilege to be able to keep my kids home from school, right? And, you know, purchase a curriculum and, you know, do do that with them. Whereas, you know, other people, there's just no choice but to send them regardless of circumstances or or whatever. So um, at the same time, like, it's still hard, you know, all of it's hard. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it is. Well, what do you have for two thumbs up this week? 
Oh, okay. So, you know, I I really am a sucker for a good pen and a notebook. Mm-hmm. And I have a problem. My biggest gripe with notebooks is notebooks that don't lay flat open oh yeah when you're trying to write in them yes and so the roll bond notebook uh is cool it's spiral but it's like not a five star you know it's a fancy spiral Mm -hmm. and it comes with grid paper which i really like i love a dot grid and it doesn't have a dot grid but it's still a grid which i'm into um so i also feel especially because i'm in this uh phase where i want you know because i'm dealing with this book proposal idea that i want to be like a really self-important writer so i'm like oh i need a better notebook right now and i need (laughs) i need like john steinbeck's pencils and whatever um so yeah so anyway this notebook makes me feel good and i feel like anything any small purchase that makes me feel good is a win um and the other is you know we we all tried it out we did like three months of looking like garbage of Mm -hmm. you know not dyeing our hair or cutting it and not wearing makeup and (laughs) i now that we knew that once we knew we were in it for the long haul i realized that i needed to find a way to split the difference like i'm not blowing out my hair but i don't want to look like a swamp monster all the time yes anyway i found this really cute little eyeshadow quad it's the butter london little londoner and it's very pretty packaging and there are just four colors and i really like it and they're really nicely pigmented and it feels good and it feels you know kind of special in the morning to just put a little eyebrow uh sorry eyeshadow brush into it and just do like take one minute to do a little eye makeup and suddenly I feel like I'm ready for the day. Like, I'm really a big advocate of getting out of my PJs. And so yes. getting out of my PJs into an outfit and doing my makeup and, you know, that feels good. Then I feel like I'm ready to start my day, whether it's, you know, homeschooling or, uh, you know, slogging it out in front of my computer for a bit. Oh, my gosh. Totally. I completely agree. Okay. I'm looking at this palette because I buy half of the things you mentioned. I hope you know. Yay. I really do. Like, you talked about some, like blush wand stick a yes. couple weeks ago it came yesterday i ordered oh, do it. you like it i do i do oh good but okay oh, good. i have questions about this palette because mm. i, I want to know so it's four colors there's like a smoky gray there's like a gold then there's like a copper and then there's like a creamy peachy mm-hmm. where do you put these colors like do you okay. have a you know do you do you have a set like i put this on the crease and this and yes like, Okay. Yeah, I'm so curious. that lighter color, I do a wash all yes. over the lid. Okay. And that darker color is like a darker brown. Yes. And so I will, I actually use like a really small, dense brush mm-hmm. and I line, I use that in, in lieu of eyeliner. Oh, interesting. Okay. And so I do that all over the top lid and then I bring it up to the, like the slightest little wing. Yeah. And then I just do the, um, the bottom eyelashes. I just do the corners. And then um, that peachy color I put in the center of my lid, and I line the rest of the bottom with the cent- with the peachy color to kind of brighten them up. Mm-hmm. And then for the green, I will I, that greenish. Do you see a dark green? I think it's gray. Yeah, it's a gray green. Okay, yes. I really like that color for just like a little bit. I'll add that to kind of like the outer corner for a little bit of you know. I like zhuzh, these colors. Yeah, a zhuzh. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, I really like that. And it took me a while to get the hang of it because every time I try to do my eyeshadow, you know, ages ago with like whatever palette I had, my eyes would always just look a little dirty. Mm. <laughs> so, but going this route, like 
I, it's just basically entire lid and then eyeliner and then a little bit in the crease, like a little, a little in the corner. And it's, yeah, I like it. Okay. I'm totally buying that. <laughs> and you know what? Also, because I'm not doing, um, like, you know, we've, I've, you've cut back on how often you go, like, you're probably, you're not going to the salon yet, are you? No, I'm not. Yeah. So I haven't gotten anything done. So no, I've given up. Neither. I've given up um, eyelash extensions and lash lifts and all of that. Yeah. And I noticed that going from getting lash lifts, which is basically a lash perm, right. to nothing is a little bit – I feel like the eyeshadow helps compensate for the fact that I'm no longer yeah. – I can't – I'm not going to go and have some woman put her face like two inches from mine. Oh, totally. To fix my eyelashes. No, I mean, I haven't even been, the, been to the hair salon. I've been right. dying my own roots at home, but like I usually have – and I do that. I've always done that. But I usually have somebody running highlights through the whole thing every mm-hmm. couple months. And there's no highlights left. Like now I'm just like dirty, dirty brown all over, you know. Yeah. There's no I, highlights. <laughs> I, I trimmed my hair myself. Last night, I parted my hair down the middle and put it back in a ponytail. And I took the tweezers out and I just yanked like 30 gray <laughs> You are funny. Well, I have too many to do that with. But yeah, I have not had my hair trimmed and I'm reaching like sister wife lengths of oh, hair. Oh, you, you got Duggar hair. Oh my gosh. My <laughs> hair is way below my bra strap and so are my daughters. And I've been thinking I need to take a picture of the three of us from the back. I mean, we've never had oh, our hair this my long. Gosh. It's absurd. Do you have a floor length denim skirt? Could you all wear denim skirts for this? Shoot, I do not. But you know what's funny is we were in Utah, and (laughs) the area that we were in, at one point, there was a lot of fundamentalist Mormons. And so they're Mm -hmm. the ones that wear the long skirts. And um, I was behind three of them shopping together in Target. I don't know if they were sister wives, but in my mind, they were. Yeah. They might have been sisters. Who knows? But they all had the really long hair. They don't cut it. And they all had them in like these fishtail braids, like the weird braid. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And then they all do the, 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 um, they take the front of their hair and they like poof it up. Yes. Yes. I guess like, they do that because they can't cut bangs and they want a little variety. Yeah. I mean, and also the higher the hair, the closer to God. Oh. But I was I mean- <laughs> walking behind them and I'm like, I think my hair is as long as them. <laughs> You're like, I could pull this off. Right, right. Like, I could pull off this Could you guys give me a little fishtail tutorial? Um, I cut all the girls' hair. And I think it's actually – I mean, I feel like you guys could do it. You guys are crafty. Oh, Uh, I could. I've actually cut my girls' hair before. I don't know what my – I'm just being lazy. I I could totally do it. Yeah, we. I mean, it was a YouTube tutorial. One daughter wanted a pixie. I cut off all of her curls. Oh, and yeah. She's just been. She's had this cool That's short impressive haircut. You did that yourself. Yeah, I mean, I swear, like YouTube, YouTube yeah. really oh, saved yeah. the day on that one. Oh yeah. How about you? What are your two thumbs up for the week? Okay, well, my first two thumbs up is um, it's more of a category. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> But okay, so I've been trying to take my vitamins. Um, I I really have. I have a couple issues um, where I just, you know, I, like my vitamin D is always a little bit low. And I'm also trying to take melatonin. And then I'm trying to take apple cider vinegar every day. And I have just found, and this is very childish, but I'm just going to fully admit, I am more motivated to take vitamins if they're gummies. I'm like a child. 
Like, no, remember- I, I'm 100% with you on that. <laughs> I'm 100% with you on that. I also just don't like – I'm a baby about pills and I Me don't too. like swallowing them. I don't so either. So gummies – Plus, I feel like when you take a multivitamin pill, my experience is like it tastes really bad, and then you're like burping it up later. Yes, and it's also huge, They're so it's huge. like it's like swallowing a horse pill. Totally. So anyway, I've just like got a collection of gummies. Like I'm a child. <laughs> um, it's like when I was a kid. Remember the Flintstone vitamins? Oh yeah. And you just, you Orange were like, the best. You were never going to forget. You're like, Mom, can I have my Flintstone? Right. Um, so that's me. So here's the ones I'm taking. Nature's Way Alive, alive with an exclamation point. Of course. They have a really nice women's multivitamin um, gummy. And it tastes good. It's very fruity. It's got all the stuff. So I take that every day, Nature's Way Alive. Um, then I'm trying to take melatonin every night because um, it's good for you, number one. But they have also shown melatonin to be somewhat protective with COVID. Have you heard oh, this? Oh, no. Isn't that interesting? That is so interesting. Now, again, it's not going to keep you from getting COVID, obviously. Right. But right. They, there are some studies that show that it can that there is a correlation between melatonin and better outcomes of, oh, wow. of, of the progression. So well, I'm in that case, take, why not? Yeah. Why not? I mean, why not, right? Like melatonin, right. I mean, it's good for your sleep. So I take a Joy Spring Sleep Berry gummy that has oh. melatonin in it. And then the apple cider vinegar, I it's really good for you. I was trying to take it in a, in a tablespoon. Oh, it's so it's gross. so gross. It's so gross. So I found these. Let me see the package. Be live, um, like one word. Be live. Apple cider vinegar, and they're sugar free gummies. And it's weird because they do taste like apple cider vinegar, but. It's weirdly kind of yummy. I actually really like the way they taste. Oh, it's not, it's not like offensive. No, it's kind of sour and weird. Okay, so those are my gummy vitamins. That's okay. When you take gummy vitamins, because I used to take the Smarty Pants ones, and yeah, I had to I take like, like six. Too. I had to take like six of them. Do you have yes. to take a bunch? You kind of do. That is true. You have to take more than you think you would. Um, like the well, let me see. Let me put my glasses on. I'm going to tell you. So, <laughs> so the um, apple cider vinegar you have to take two of, and the melatonin one you have to take two of. Yeah, you usually have to take a little bit more. And I think it's just, I actually think it's because to make the taste tolerable, they can't pack all of it into one gummy. One gu- one disgusting gummy. <laughs> right. Like you wouldn't eat it then. Yeah. Um, and then my other two thumbs up is okay. So there's there's this company called Deco Crated, and you know I love my automated boxes. Like oh, I yes. love subscription boxes. I'm just a total freak. I love my Fit Fab Fun. I love things coming in the mail. I love things I don't have to think about. So Deco Crated, they curate boxes with seasonal decor in it. Oh, it's really cool. And so, and and I'll be honest, I have never been. I go big for Christmas, mm-hmm. but I've never been a fall decorator. Like I okay. don't, I don't, and I actually decorate for Halloween, but I've always kind of failed with fall. So they send a box, and I've actually been subscribed to them now for long enough that I got last year's fall box. And then I just got this year's fall box. And it is really cute stuff. It's like, um, it came with these like little velvet pumpkins. And then um, they usually come with some artwork, some seasonal artwork. So there's like this, um, how do you describe those? They're like posters, but they have words on them. So it says like like, inspirational. Yeah. So it says like, you know, cold nights and cozy, you know, drinks. And like, it's just like a fall word 
um, poster. Um, and then there was this wicker basket that I went and bought at Target. I got some like fall fake foliage to put in it. Um, but so now I have like a really cute fall tablescape. Um, and I, think I that's never so would nice. have done that myself. I also think that's so nice for right now. It's just something it's like, yes, it feels like the past six months have been a really long blur. Yes. <laughs> so to go, oh, it's fall now. It's time I to wear a sweater. Oh, I completely nice. agree. I completely agree. In fact, I got the box. I did a little tablescape. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to put fall in more places because I totally agree. It's like, it's nice to mark the season mm-hmm. to have like a little differentiator in this like Groundhog's Day existence. Yeah, and it's it's still warm here, but I was thinking like, oh, uh, maybe it's time to get a couple hay bales for the front porch, which yeah. is like a big thing here. You know, it's like hay bales and corn stalks. And- that is so funny. That is not a thing here <laughs> in Southern California. <laughs> I mean, I would love it, but I don't think I could get one. Like, I would, Weird. I'm fully into have- the aesthetic, but <laughs> no one's selling them. Yeah, you don't have like a farm right down the road no, where you go and pick up a bunch of hay bales. Like that's not. that's definitely a thing here. Everyone's yeah. got like a truck to throw a bunch of hay bales in. That's cute. Um, yeah, so we'll do we'll do that. I love that. I love both of those two thumbs up, and I love that you have enough gummy vitamins a day where it's like that could be your substitute snack for watching a movie. Oh, like, it is. Other my people snack. have sour <laughs> sour patch kids. Like, hold on, let me just get all my vitamins. I am eating the equivalent of a pack of Skittles and gummy vitamins every day. <laughs> We've talked a lot about skincare on the show and specifically tretinoin. If you're not familiar, it's a retinoid, which is an active vitamin A derivative that's used to improve the texture, tone, and appearance of the skin. Today's sponsor, Dear Brightly, has a product called Night Shift, and tretinoin is the active ingredient in Night Shift. This is the only FDA-approved retinoid for treating photoaging, which is premature skin aging due to long-term sun exposure. Tretinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone, and big pores. Tretinoin can only be acquired through a prescription, but it's 20 times more potent than the -the over-the-counter retinol products. It's one of the most well-researched ingredients with over 50 years of research behind it for both acne and photoaging. I had a chance to try Night Shift, and I'm really liking it. I have the unfortunate experience of having both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time, and it's great for both. I have seen my fine lines decreasing. I've seen my skin tone looking better, and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great, but a dermatology-grade retinoid is even better. Night Shift is their dermatologist-formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them, then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription, if applicable, and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer. Offer anywhere. That's S E L F I E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. So, when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones, and they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So, 
with two girls learning how to shave their legs right now, I am committed to making sure that they have good quality razors. Guys, I was probably well into my 30s before I realized the difference a quality razor makes. Today's sponsor is Athena Club. They have great razor kits that we have been using in our house for a couple months. The razor blades are awesome. They are surrounded by this water-activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so you get a silky smooth shave that actually leaves your skin soft and hydrated as opposed to stripped dry. And their blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily so you don't have to make a ton of passes going over and over the skin to remove the hair. Fewer passes means less irritation to your skin, which cuts down on razor burn and ingrown hairs. The razor kit is only $9 with free shipping and it comes with two blades cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral, but what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white, pastel, neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their cloud shave foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. Today's episode is sponsored by EveryPlate. You guys know I love my subscription services, especially meal kits. They are a lifesaver for busy families. Every plate has a much lower price point. Even at regular price, every plate is about 58% cheaper than other major retail meal kits out there. And every plate dinners are a cheaper alternative to takeout or delivery. Their recipes come together in about 30 minutes, definitely faster than a trip to the grocery store or starting a meal from scratch. Every plate offers contactless delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking on a budget. They have easy to follow recipes and pre-portioned ingredients that takes the stress out of dinner time and meal planning. I personally find that these are great for kids and teens learning how to cook and great for parents who are stressed between work and school supervision. Every plate does the meal planning, shopping, and prepping for you, taking the time-consuming guesswork out of cooking. This week we tried every plate and my very favorite meal was a chicken that was topped with a grilled onion jam. All of my kids freaked out about this meal and loved it. It also had roasted carrots and mashed potatoes and was really easy to fix. And my teenagers made it independently. Every plate has a great deal for us right now. You can get three weeks of every plate meals for only $2.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and using the code SELFIE3. Again, that's three weeks of meals for under three bucks a meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE3. Hi, Kristen. Well, I'm so excited to talk to you today because I feel like our books both have very similar messages, which is a message of opting out and letting ourselves off the hook and working smarter, not harder, and finding ways to stay sane and do, you know, maybe do the minimum. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 
we could be lazy about some things. Yes. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it is okay. Because there's no way that you can be you can be good at the things you care about, or you can give energy to the things that you care about. No. If you're caring about everything, like you just can't. No. You you've got to opt out of some things. You yes. do. Yeah, you have to. And I think you know it's interesting because you're an Enneagram one, which means you're someone who likes order and structure. And I'm an Enneagram three who likes productivity and getting things done. And so, you know, I think for both of us, this isn't necessarily like a, um, I came out of the womb this way. It's more of a, wow, I took a real long journey. So tell me about your journey. You know, how did you get from Enneagram one to like, I can opt out and let things not be perfect. Right. I mean, the, the obvious answer is like counseling, yeah, and therapy and stuff. I thought you were going to say children, but it, that's ca- second, okay. That's counseling, counseling is cool. It's both, <laughs> but no, like I, I was thinking about like how was my order and craving for order and structure the mm-hmm. most like uh, insane um, and like intense yeah. from before, and it was um, I had a a year like a year calendar uh-huh. on my fridge that was like a dry erase calendar, and I had in it. Um, I used a real simple like cleaning guide. Like this is mm-hmm. your guide for the year. And I wrote in every single day what I was supposed to do oh, to clean man. my house. Like every single day. And I kept it up forever. Yeah. I never did it. Yeah. And I always felt bad that I wasn't doing it. But it was like, well, it looks good. And eventually when I get my act together, maybe <laughs> I can I can clean my baseboards every other Tuesday. Oh, yeah. And I can wash my drapes because apparently people do that. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're in. And then the other thing that I did around that same time of life was I took a uh, like a notebook mm-hmm. up to my closet and I made a list, including like I tried on thing. I tried on every possible outfit combination wow. that I owned. Wow. And I, I wrote down every single one. <laughs> and then I plugged them into a calendar because it seemed like the easier way than just sure. Like, getting getting dressed <laughs> just willy-nilly putting a piece of clothing on i mean it's definitely easier to photograph every everything that's de- <laughs> obviously that's easier it was like an eight hour <laughs> endeavor oh and i didn't even get the entire thing i was like i feel like i didn't understand math <laughs> and like how many combinations there would be if totally they, it was a disaster and i feel like it was around <laughs> both of those they, like realizing Mm-hmm. I don't need to put this much structure mm-hmm. on my life. Mm-hmm. This is causing more work than yes. anything else. Yes. 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 <laughs> so that's my journey. Yeah. That's a that's a good origin story. <laughs> well, I you know, I just want to offer one one piece of advice is just don't ever install your baseboards. I don't know if you're seeing that right there. Just oh. just go ahead and get the flooring down and then just be like in the renovation process, just be like, I'm tired now. I, mm-hmm. I guess I don't need baseboards. I don't understand yeah. baseboard, but you know, like there are a lot of, like shoe molding, <laughs> like especially the one above the baseboard, like the little round thing. Well, like, yeah, there are lots of those things that I mean, if you care about those things, like if you're Joanna Gaines, you really do need to care about baseboards. You probably do care, molding. but like we don't care, and it's okay. We can all care about different things. I'm gonna. I mean, I am gonna say I can't really advocate for this because it's just a crumb trap. The <laughs> The spacing between the flooring and then the wall is just like now I'm like that's why we have baseboards. That's why we have baseboards. Mm. Maybe that's why they get dusty because stuff does fall anyway. Yeah, you're supposed to clean them. Well, stuff and and food. I'm just 
and I just not even like I eat up here, but somehow there's food. <laughs> I just have this vision of you standing as close to the wall as possible, like cramming pretzels in your mouth and watching. I think what happens is you sweep and then like you yeah. sweep it into it's like a little gullet for yeah. everything. Um, don't recommend. Got it. Anyway, so how, you know, talk to, talk to me about how you went from that to adjusting to more realistic standards for yourself, still having structure because, you know, as I mean, you read a segment of your book that I love, which is like, we're kind of putting scaffolding together when we, when we create some structure in our lives. But how did you find that kind of happy medium place? It's the worst answer. I really do think it was having kids. And yeah, I, think, no. I mean, people can experience that in different ways, but um, it was like a little bit with each kid. I have three. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one was like a typical first one, and he was the hardest of the babies. And so it was like, oh, I can't do anything. Like, I couldn't do anything mm-hmm. because he required mm-hmm. so much attention and didn't sleep at all. It was like, yeah. if we got 15 minutes at a time, it was good. It was yeah. Like a win. And so I think I just kind of, that was sort of like the falling apart phase of like, oh, I can't, I can't do anything what does this mean for my value as a human? Like there was lots of reckon, you know, reconciling all of that. Yeah. And then with my second who was born two years later, um, I think it was more like, Oh, I can, I can do this. I've done this. I've done this once. Mm -hmm. I kind of made it like, I'm still a little Mm -hmm. nervous, but it's also like you have two kids under two. And I was just, um, there was no space to wonder if I was doing it right because Mm -hmm. there were too many Mm -hmm. people to take care of. And totally. like I apologize to to Ben, my middle kid, all the time because I'm like, baby, I love you so much. I don't remember when you were a baby. I don't remember anything. <laughs> I don't remember. Like poor middle kid. It's just don't know. I don't remember. Totally. My husband will be like, you know, when Ben da da da, and I'm like, nope, not. Nope, I don't remember. So, um, <laughs> so I think that that was like survival. Yeah. But also, when you're surviving you begin to figure out what works for you and you Mm -hmm. begin to notice like, all right, I have a very limited amount of time. I have an even more limited amount of energy. Where am I going to put this where it's going to count? Yeah. And so I think I started to like, I don't know, almost like think critically about my home and my life and like, okay, so this matters more than this. And it was almost like just, um, the, the, the wheat and the chaff. Is that yeah. the right analogy? Like just getting yes. rid of like the It's I, biblical. Access. Yes. Is that biblical? <laughs> oh, it is, isn't it? Yes. He's separating the wheat and the chaff. Look at me. I do look not at know. you. I'm so holy. Look at you. Um, so yeah, it was like it was that practice of just yeah. starting to recognize mm-hmm. like, oh, these things don't matter as much as I thought. And then when my daughter was born and she was a surprise and she was four years after Ben. And um to the point where I was like, my husband had called to get a vasectomy. Like we were done. It was like a whole thing. There's actually a story of how I found out I was pregnant in the book yes. where I took a, um, I took my pre- pregnancy test in a dirty kickboxing gym uh-huh. bathroom. Uh-huh. Cause I didn't think it would say pregnant. No. Cause you just thought like, boop, just do it. Getting this over with. This will yeah, be nothing. And then I'll go on late, with my day. I was, mm-hmm. I was going out for drinks that night and I was like, I feel like I should just be sure. Cause like, that's weird. <laughs> it was, so it was really more of a drinking test that like <laughs> your concern was really drinking more than a child. <laughs> If I'm being honest, it just was it confirming just, like, I can still drink. Better. Yes, <laughs> and then and the great thing is it was one of those digital. Um, oh, fancy! Things. So it was like the word "pregnant." <laughs> like it was all caps. Like that'll hit. That's <laughs> okay. So and I and I I mean I even talk about in the when I tell that story in the book. I mean I recognize like 
part it's in the um it's in the chapter about living in your season mm-hmm. because part of the thing that was so hard about that is I I didn't want another baby. Like I mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to be honest about how I was feeling with yeah. people because there were people in my life who wanted the opposite, who couldn't get it. Oh, totally. And and so it was just and it was kind of like I want us to opt in. If we're talking about opting out and opting in, I want us to also opt in to being okay, sharing mm-hmm. our stuff with each other. Yes. And it being different stuff and yeah. it's still okay. Oh like my gosh. My yes. Not wanting to have I mean, obviously Annie is the delight of our lives and it's of all course. Right. But like the that and that doesn't change how I felt in the beginning. Yeah. And that it's okay for me yes. to feel that way alongside a friend who's been waiting mm-hmm. to adopt for four years. Like totally. that we can be there together, you know, yeah. that's really important. And, but anyway, I think after she was born, I just was like, well, here we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have three people to take care of. Mm-hmm. I just had started the lazy genius and it was like, I had to get smart about things, but I yeah. also wasn't really as stressed about being a mom and doing mm-hmm. it right. And so it was just like with each kid, it, it, like more layers just sort of fell yeah. off of like, this is what's essential here. This is who I am. Yes. Um, let's just be who I am. I'm like, yeah. let the other stuff go and it's fine. Yes. Let the other stuff go. We both really talk about that in both of our books. I mean, it was funny as I read yours, I was like, well, these are companion books. They like are. they, it's they like really a book are. Flight. We, they people should read ours together. It's they totally should. A book flight. I love. I it. I do agree. Um, but we both talk a lot about kind of opting in and opting out. What are and just that uh, that being a necessity for sanity that we can't we cannot do it all. We no, that's not a thing. Um, and we can't do it all perfectly. What are, what are your personal opt-ins, opt-outs? What are the things that you've said, I can't? Yeah. And what are the things that you're like, I will die on this hill? Yes. I actually loved, you have a whole chapter about that where you list your things and it mm-hmm. made me so happy when I read it. It's <laughs> the best thing ever. Um, so my opt-ins are, um, I, my, biggest, my big umbrella mm-hmm. is I want people to feel at home when they're with me. Mm. So I want them to feel at home in themselves, like as Mm -hmm. themselves. I want them to feel at home like I'm a comfortable person. I want my home to feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. And so what that kind of includes for me is like I opt into cooking and like really enjoying feeding people. Mm -hmm. Um, I opt into like a vibe, like I love myself a vibe. So it's like music and candles and like yes. all the things and plants like when people come over and they feel like oh this is like a lovely comfortable oh my place gosh, to be yes. mm-hmm. um uh so like i am i am uh you know my language you have opt-in opt-out and mine is like what are you genius about what are you lazy about yes and like i am such a genius about like making the perfect playlist like i care so oh, deeply i appreciate that you i really that? do i do <laughs> Like it's so important for like a mood and the oh. things and it's just fine. So, um, so I actually really, I, I like, I spend a lot of time on that yeah. kind of thing. Um, I opt into, um, relationships that like, I would rather have fewer, deeper relationships mm-hmm. than, you know, like, a lot of casual acquaintances, mm-hmm. but that, and I feel like a, a decent number of people would say that, but I think that how that kind of uh, comes out is might make me sound kind of mean, but like, I don't, I don't really like initiate a lot of friendships. 
right now. No, because I, I have I the ones either. I have. Like I want to, I want to be a good friend to the people that yeah. I already have. Yeah, and so there are a lot of people I meet, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so rad. This is so great. I don't have time for this. I don't have time to be the kind of friend that I want to be. And so I, yeah. it's not that I'm like distancing or anything, but I just don't always. I don't think it's mean. I think it's a values clarification because the thing of it is, too, in this culture that we're living in and the time that we're living in, we have the ability to meet cool, amazing people all the time. You know, I mean, the ability to whether it's online or affinity groups like it's almost like it's overwhelming and that whole choice theory becomes debilitating because it's like, wow, there's so many cool people I could pour into. But if I don't make selections and choices, then I'm not pouring into anyone. Then it's just surfacey. Right. So I don't think it's mean. Thank you for making me feel better. Yeah, no, I I actually think I do the same thing. I mean, I have met many times said like my application window for friends is closed because I'm full up. It's just, yeah, 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 I get it. I feel that way. So those are a few things that I opt into. I opting out, um, like gardening, um, like anything yard related. Oh yeah. Anything. Uh, I realize that this is like a, um, definitely a, a privilege of being a two income household. And, um, but like, it wasn't always that way. And I just, our yard would just be like garbage and yeah. my house cleaning would be on a calendar on the fridge, but not actually executed. So like, um, but now we have a house cleaner. Now uh-huh. I, I'm like, I'm going to hire somebody to come make our yard pretty. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not doing that. I don't care. But yeah. I want it to look nice. I want it to feel like home. I want it to feel like home when other people come. Yes. Not from a performative standpoint, but because yeah. I think like the way that the yard and the house looks is well, I want it to be welcoming. No, I do too. But I can pay someone else to make it look that way. Yeah. Well, so, I, I do yeah. as well. I pay for both of those things. And my thinking is like, I'm paying f- someone else to do those things so that I can spend the, those hours working. Like it, it's a trade-off, yes. you know, and I know that that's, you know, not a privilege afforded to everyone, but for me, it's like, if, if I cleaned my house by myself once a week, it would take me about six hours. Oh and for sure, my billable rate of six hours is more than what I'm paying to have yeah, it cleaned. Like it's sure. a math problem to me. Yeah, like it is. Yeah. You know, I, I am spending that time better if I'm working mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, and then also just being honest, I would not clean to that level. <laughs> totally. <laughs> the first time we had a house cleaner and it's been just uh, the last six, nine months maybe that we started like paying someone to come. Yeah. And, um, and the first time that my kids came home after she had cleaned <laughs> they were like it's so shiny in yeah. here it's like oh, yeah. they'd never it's like they were seeing oh, yeah. the house in a way that they've never seen it before it's like mommy doesn't make it this shiny um but yeah i opt out of like the um like a lot of the t- um i was gonna say typical mom culture which sounds dismissive and i don't mean it for it too i don't really um need to be in the room in the classroom nope. um that's just I, tr- I trust the teachers. If I didn't, maybe it would be different. Yeah. Um, you know, like if, but the way it is now, it's like, no, you guys are doing great. Yeah. I'll, pick, I'll pick them up at 345. <laughs> totally. Fine. And like there, yeah. my school has some very involved room moms mm-hmm. and that fills their bucket and right. it does not fill mine. Right. I will show up. I, I will run the school talent show. Nice. I do that. That's my little niche. Nice. I, because I there's nothing that makes me happier than you know just a parade of girls singing frozen songs (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Next year, it's going to be Hamilton song. I'm always trying to predict what's the what's the song going to be. Uh-huh. There's always a song. It was Million Miles Away from. Uh, oh my know. gosh, the circus, the circus musical. Um, oh, the Greatest Showman. This is what being in your 40s is like. I just also want to say is that I could see the marquee in my head. (laughs) I could sing all the songs. I could name all the actors. But the name of the movie, not there. Just not there. Yes, The Greatest Showman. We'll blame that on on the naming of the movie. (laughs) Sure. And then it was a song from Moana one year, Mm -hmm. which I'm also just going to say that no fifth grader has the chops to sing. (laughs) I'm also the mean mom who's like, my daughter's like, I think I'm going to sing, you know, such and such. And I'm like, do you have the range for that? (laughs) No, you don't. The other day, my 10-year-old, bless him, I love him with my whole heart. He has like no uh, clarity about his own skill level. And the other day, he he just had like a clean kick with the soccer ball. It was just like, it was like a good solid kick. He's, He's not, he's not super great. Yeah. Because that one kick was like, oh, wow, good Ooh. job. Like, that doesn't usually happen. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> and he was like, he goes, he goes, maybe I could be the next Lionel Messi. <laughs> I was like, that was a big jump. Like, a big jump. He wanted to fish. And then he said, he, like, just got the desire in his head that he wanted to, like, start fishing. And he went and caught fish one time. He went fishing with my mom one time. And he came home and he said, Mom, is there a junior fishing league? And I said, well, yeah, why? Because, you know, well, I want to be a fisherman. I was like, well, did you, did you put the bait on the hook or did Nana do it? Well, Nana did it. <laughs> did you reel it in or did Nana do it? Well, Nana did it. Did you take the fish off the hook or did Nana do it? Well, Nana did it. I feel like we've got a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> For junior fishing So are you the mom who, like, I, I have to admit this. I have a hard time holding my tongue when my kids say just unrealistic things. Oh like, gosh, you know, my son's like, I'm going to be a rapper on SoundCloud. And I'm like, no, you won't. That will never happen because that doesn't happen. Everyone's a rapper on SoundCloud. Yeah, like, you'll never make money. Like, I have such a hard time not just letting my kids be kids because I'm I sure know. I said stupid. I think I wanted to be like, you know, a fashion designer for the Oscars, which isn't even a job. Like, at that age you know like I'm sure I said all kinds of bullshit things but I'm like the I'm like love's executioner over here like no that's not realistic I don't know I just feel like the reality like they need to have some reality in this gosh yeah when Sam's like I'm gonna be Lionel Messi it was really I, I don't know I don't here's the thing maybe there's a difference and I haven't found it yet I'm sure there's a difference in like, I don't want to shame them for dreaming that. No, of course not. Obviously. And then, but it feels, it feels like the space in there is like your baseboard gullet. It's like just yes. narrow enough to be really dangerous where I'm totally. like, so am I being a reality? Is this reality check or am I just like that? I know. Things? I'm not I just, sure I just bite my tongue. This is what I tell myself all the time. If they're still saying this at 18. Sure. Yeah. Then I will intervene. We'll have a conversation. And in the meantime, I'm just going to keep introducing other ideas besides being a rapper on SoundCloud. Yeah. No, I hear that. I hear that. Good gracious. <laughs> I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. Well, that's kind of cool. I mean, it was, but it was also like when I got when I got further in and I looked at, at now it's much more progressive and we've you made yeah. a few more strides. But at the time, 20 years ago, it was all tall blonde ladies. 
all of them. Yes. And they huh. were only on the sidelines forever. And I wanted to be at the desk. And I looked at the desk <laughs> and I was like, the desk is all white dudes. I don't know. And then the, the line to get to the desk is all blonde ladies. Uh-huh. I just don't know that this is my future. So I decided to become a high school English teacher. <laughs> I mean, it's all almost the same thing. thing. <laughs> like, almost the same thing. Well, I wanted to be an actress, a Broadway actress. And I studied that in college. Oh, I didn't know that. That's so cool. And then, like, my senior year of college, I'm like, so this is like basically a night job so you work every night every single night when the whole world is coming back from work you and your actor friends go to work and every party that happens at night or every activity you miss you miss the whole world and it was because i was doing shows you miss the whole world you kind of do because i I was i was doing shows and i had a lot of friends and i was married by that point that weren't in the theater lifestyle. And it's like, I couldn't do anything. Wow. Like, oh, birthday party. Oh, we're meeting for drinks. Oh, Sessions like, okay, well, I'm going to rehearsal or I have a show. Yeah. So I, then I was like, mm, maybe I shouldn't have spent four years studying this. <laughs> I feel like I would feel, I see, I feel like 80, a solid 80% of people who do have a four-year degree would say like, should I have spent four years studying that? Like really, you know, it's, it's just, what do you yeah. do? All right. Talk to me about, you talk uh, in your book about this concept of deciding once, mm-hmm. which I felt attacked. Uh, <laughs> but talk to me about that concept. Well, now I'm afraid to say it because I don't want you to feel attacked. <laughs> why did you feel attacked, Kristen? Tell me, say words it's, about why that you is a str- That is a struggle for me. Okay. That is a real struggle. Being it's in a like loop. Too much of a commitment? Or, just oh, just okay. being in a loop of indecision. Oh, I see. Yeah. But deciding once means that you get out of the loop. No. I'll decide and then I'll and then I'll think about it in bed for a few hours. Okay. Like you <laughs> yeah. change it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, well, but t- but talk about, about yeah. why you do that and why that's important. Well, the reason that I care about and that's deciding once is actually the very first principle of the 13 in the in the whole book so it's um it feels really important um, nah. I, don't, I feel very attacked <laughs> by you um, basically it's like I mean, you know we we already talked about like all the decisions and stuff yeah. you know, there are just so many things to choose and um i just got really tired of choosing things all the time and then when you totally. have kids it's like they need decisions they need you to make decisions for them on their behalf yeah that sometimes they fight you with too and then that requires more energy and it's just lots of stuff so i think that there are things in our lives that we can choose one time yes that we really don't have to choose yes. again so it's not that you decide once for everything that would yeah. be that turns you into ro- a robot that's not the point it is choosing one time in areas where it just feels like the energy required to make the decision yes. is not energy you want to give it. And so it's like, is there one thing that I could choose right now that yeah. would like make this a lot easier? So um, like a couple of examples would be like, I have a Monday uniform. Like I wear the mm-hmm. same thing every Monday. Um, and I uh, like things that you um, like taco Tuesday is kind of yes. like deciding once. Like we're going to have tacos on Tuesday. Yes. Like done. You can, yes. you can make decisions within that, yeah. you know, like, you can change it up within that. That's great. Um, but um, things like kid birthday parties, like mm-hmm. your kids' friends when they're invited to a birthday party, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, we have to buy a present. And what do we buy them? I don't know this kid. Do you know this kid? They're like, no, I just go to school with this kid. Okay, great. So what do we do? And mm-hmm. that you could decide once, we always get a board game. 
for every gift for a kid, we get a board game or we get a puzzle or we get a whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just things like that that feel stressful. Yeah. Decide one time and then let it go. I, I actually totally love that concept and I actually I do practice it quite a bit I do struggle with indecision though that I can be very paralyzed and you know like we're taking a vacation and I will research hotels for five hours you know just spending more time than the actual vacation <laughs> coming to decisions but no I love that decide once thing and I think especially for parents of a lot of kids it's so useful to reduce fighting too you know like Mm. one of the one of the decide once things we have at my house is everyone just sits in the same seat in the car always oh not there's no fighting because i just got so tired of like every time we're getting in the car like i have to do some conflict management (laughs) so like no this feels unnecessary (laughs) yeah like everyone sits in their seat or you know everyone has like this is how we clean up after dinner. These are the roles that everyone plays. Like Mm. for me, a lot of that is just, yeah, it's not wanting to do conflict resolution with four kids every time. So it's just kind of like, this is how we do it. Yeah. And you know, I think, I wonder if with the, um, like the indecision and being in the loop and stuff, I wonder, it could be for you, that like the reason that you feel in a loop with some of those things is because those things really feel like they matter. Yeah. Oh, yes. want to be, you know, so like, I don't think that there is a lot um, of, of help in deciding once in an area that matters. Because if it matters, you want to be more intentional about it. If it's an opt in for you, it's like, no, I want to, Yes. Thinking about this. Like, I want to keep deciding about this because it's that important. It's things that are not important. They're going to be like, no, we're going to buy a puzzle every time. They're going to get a puzzle and they'll be fine. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that too. And that is another one I do. We have a closet of gifts. Like, I just, when I see something on sale at Target, I buy five of them. And then it's like, great. I'm glad you have a birthday party. You can go to the closet and choose your gift. And they're like, but she really, really loves, you know, my little pony. And I'm like, cool. These are the options. (laughs) None of them are my little pony. I think everyone will be okay. Yeah. Well, even like another thing, because when we were talking about kids and like all the mom, all the mom stuff, like you've got teacher appreciation day and the first day yes. of school and the last day of school and Christmas yeah. and like all the things that you do for your teacher, even just choosing one time what you're going to get, like when you're going to give the teachers a gift mm-hmm. and what it is. Yes. So it's like we do, I mean, we do something on those main days, mm-hmm. but it's like they get the same book at Christmas. Yes. They get a gift card for teacher appreciation day and they get like a card for the last day of school, mm-hmm. like a handwritten thank you kind of yes. thing. So it's like, just sort of know and then you don't I find myself like resenting people who are making me use energy that I don't want to give oh yes which is like the worst I don't want to oh, be yes. like that I don't want to be totally like, oh, you want to be appreciated today like yes. they're te- like this is amazing yes. I want to appreciate them but because we're adding in the extra right like, we don't have the, as much margin for that because that's not like part of regular life yeah no this is what mm-hmm. I'm going to do when teacher mm-hmm. appreciation day comes around. You're like, Oh yay, we get to appreciate them with this thing that I already decided we're going to do. Yes. And then it doesn't feel you're not resenting that teacher for like needing to be appreciated. No, it's so true. And I, yeah, that's another area I can just get in a loop of like overthinking gifts. Over, I definitely do that. Overthinking gifts, overthinking, you know, what am I going to get? Should I, you know, I have these, these things and who's getting what <laughs> I can spend a lot of time in those loops. Yeah, it's just, uh-huh. it's like a, it's a lot. 
That's yeah. a lot. We want to get you out of the loops. Yes, yes. And I think, you know, so much of so much of it is just being intentional and kind of planning ahead. That seems to be, you know, yeah. a huge help. Yeah. One of the other um, principles in the book is um, to ask the magic question. Yes. Talk about that. And the magic question is, what can I do now mm-hmm. to make life easier later? Yes. And then you can sub in life for any word that you want. So yes. Like, what can I do now to make the last day of school easier later? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to buy six of these things that are actually like really beautiful and valuable that I think the teachers would enjoy and put them in that gift closet and then put a sign on it that says, don't give this to your friends when it's their birthday. Totally. So it doesn't get lost. Like, yeah. Just to sort of think ahead one thing at a time, you know, like mm-hmm. you don't have to you don't have to magic question every single thing yes. 37 steps worth. Just like, yes. what I do? what's one thing I can do right now? And you're right. That forethought really helps. One decide once and magic question combo for me is I, I pre-order and keep a stash of napkins and plates. And whenever there's a class party and the sign-up sheet goes out, I am like, plates, <laughs> I will take the plates. And then I don't have to cook or bake and I have the plates. I don't yeah. have to go to the store. I don't have to, you know, the yeah. plates are available. Oh, that's so <laughs> smart. I I'm do the plate lady. I do something similar with um, like when you have to, you don't have to, but like when the expectation is to do, be the parent that hosts one of the preschool holiday parties because mm-hmm. there are so many of them. Yes. Um, and there are not as many kids. So like I got to do a, I got to do a party. At some yeah. point. It's fine. Um, but I always get Christmas. Even though it feels like Christmas is like, wait, what? That Christmas? seems like more work. It does seem like more work. Um, well, let me, let me actually, I will, let me back up a little bit. I would do Christmas if it's like a pairing thing. Yeah. Someone, someone else can do the work stuff and then yes. I can do like, I will get all the plates and the napkins and the things that are like festive mm-hmm. and whatever you want to do. But one thing that I did start doing with my daughter, I did the mm-hmm. Christmas with my boys because they've all gone to the same preschool. And um, one of the things I started doing with my daughter is I would sign up for the very, very first party. Because I did not want to, I was not going to give goodie bags. I yes. was not going to do like any, I wanted to give permission with my own party. Yeah. Like, hey, guess what? Here it's, it's well, lower the standard, people. lower the standard. <laughs> Just like do the easiest thing. The kids don't care. No. Like they really, really don't care. Mm-hmm. Because if you do the party after the person who literally sends home <sighs> a goodie bag that's worth yeah. like $25 of stuff yeah. for this, it's like, what are we doing here? I know. Um, and I know that she didn't want to do that because she told me, you know, like I know mm-hmm. that if that mom had cared, it would yeah. be different. Like, but you can sort of feel when people are doing things because they think they should. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so, yeah, I love, I love that play idea. Anything that we can do to just be like, what can we do? What can we make? What can we do to make class parties easier later? We're just going to buy oh, yeah. a whole lot of plates. Well, and, and I, plates- I feel like that whole, the magic question is so important, especially when kids are closer to my age, because it's like, a lot of it is getting ahead of how can I take the time now to teach my kids to do things that will make my life easier later, you know, Mm, like taking the time to teach them to cook, which is a pain in the ass. Like it it truly is, you know, like I would so much rather be like move and give me my own kitchen and let me drink a glass of wine and listen to a podcast and make a dinner. But it's like, I have really put the work in to like teach them how to cook. And Mm -hmm. let me tell you, my 13 year old pulled off like a full from scratch chicken piccata last night without any supervision. Wow. But 
it was a lot of freaking work to get there. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I always say, which I think is similar to your magic question, pay now or pay later. Like, I really mm. do think that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you can do some work ahead of time, now she's 13, she can cook for me for five years. Yeah. <laughs> Got five years of her living in this house. To There's so many me. dinners in front of you. This mm. is amazing. No. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> totally true. And I, that's really encouraging to me because, like, my daughter, who's four, she's a she has better like coordination in the kitchen than my boys do oh yeah intend. like they yeah. just are like what do i do with th-? like yeah. the other day and yet then they're like they pick up a knife like a big old like chef's knife to uh-huh. cut off the green part of a strawberry and their hands are and they're like is oh, this yeah. what i do and i'm like that's mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and yet my daughter is like can almost make pumpkin bread like on her own like, wow she can, she can whisk things and i just give her the stuff and she can crack eggs like a champ and my boys has they we would eat shells and everything like it's just so that <laughs> I I I receive that that like that is not work that I f- have any desire to put in because one of my only like times al- alone yeah is when they're all on screens and I'm making dinner like that's yes. when I get their screen time yeah and so you're right though that like if that's what I do mm-hmm. from here on out eventually they're going to leave. And they're not going to know how to make anything. And which is still kind of okay for me, but then not because I care about them and I want them to be able to feed themselves. So you're right. It's kind of like um, uh, another another uh, uh, principle in the book is to start small. And because mm-hmm. what I want to do in this situation is be like, okay, so Sam is Monday. Ben is Tuesday. Yes. Like, it gets a day or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, no. How about we just try one time? Like one. Yeah. One time. Try one time. <laughs> and see how it goes and we'll start we'll start small with the one kid and um because you're right that does feel like a really worthy thing but it's so much work but here's the thing too and i think we you know we both preach this message in our books is it's different for every mom right i mean there's some mom who's going to opt into the party full tilt because that pushes her buttons and you know for me i don't really like to cook I want my kids to do it for you if you love to cook. Like, you know, I think that's the freedom in in this. It's not the it's not prescriptive. It's sure. just you opt into the things that are important to you and that might be totally different than what I opt in or opt out of or, yeah. you know, where your magic question lands you might be totally different than where it lands me. Exactly. Which and is that's great. why I love like both of us have language that is just that is like guiding principle led. Yeah. It's not prescription led. Right. It's just like, this is how you can think about it. Yeah. And then you make the choice that makes the most sense for you. Yep. And yep. Um, yeah, no, that's really good. Cause I do like to cook and I do, but I also have a desire for them to feel confident in the kitchen. Yeah. But then you can, if that's there. the case, then you can wait till they're like 17 and then that like, do. yes. And then you can just launch them when they have better motor skills. <laughs> You know, right now it is a situation. Oh, I mean, let me let me tell you, she did execute a very beautiful and tasty lemon piccata, but the kitchen looked like something exploded. Like just this morning, I went back in and I was like cleaning off burnt pieces of pasta that were stuck around the burner, you know, yeah. just like glued onto the like, how yeah. did this much pasta get outside yeah. of the I feel like this is the same mental space for me as like when your kid wants to be a rapper on SoundCloud and you're mm-hmm. like, no, can we just not do this anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, can we just shut this 
<laughs> canceled. What's on the other side is too much work. I know. Oh, man. But you're right. Everybody's different. Every life stage is different. Every kid is like, your our kids change and suddenly like can hold a knife and not injure someone mm-hmm. and all the things. So, yeah. Well, and every kid is different. I mean, I've been trying, trying to meal plan, which I've always failed at. And I have been putting my kids in charge of dinner. But it's like I have some kids that I know, like, I can give you a scratch recipe and you can make it. And then I have other kids where it's like, I think you can handle reheating these meatballs and microwaving this bag of rice. You know, and they're like, I want to make. And I'm like, no, no you're not ready. For- I've seen you. You got to crawl before you can walk, man. You're going to microwave things. <laughs> Probably till you leave home. <laughs> That's going to be like the one thing that you're like for sure in like their first apartment or dorm. It's mm-hmm. like you, you you need you get a microwave and you get a microwave and you get a microwave. Totally not having. <laughs> oh man! Thank you, Trader Joe's frozen rice. Oh my gosh! And that um, that chicken, like that Mandarin chicken, mm. that that alone. Have you tried that yet? So it's, good. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's it's the one meal that has made my husband, who's not. It's not that he doesn't cook. Like he lived without me for years, but he ate saltines like yeah, pretty consistently yeah. as meals, mm-hmm. um, which I don't recommend. Um, <laughs> I remember coming to his like condo the first time and I was like, so what? We should make something for dinner. Like when we were like first dating or whatever. And I opened up stuff and it was like, <laughs> there's juice, there's crackers, there's salsa. I don't see much else. What is happening oh, yeah. in here? Um, but no, like that sort of has been like a, that chicken has been a, um, mm-hmm. like a catalyst for him being like, oh, I can do, I can do meals. I can, do I can cook. It's pretty great. So <laughs> I need to do that with the kids. You're right. My um, Well, maybe not yet. Yours are still pretty young. My and son, you like to cook. I do. I do. My oldest made, um, made me spaghetti and meatballs for Mother's Day, Aww. which is what every mom wants to wants to eat. Oh, I mean, it doesn't um, get more gourmet than that. No, it's not that we eat it once a week. It's fine. <laughs> totally. um, but he he was so proud because he was like, Mom, I made your sauce because my sauce is on my website. And he's like, Dad helped me and I made your sauce. But I thought it would be better if I put some, what did he call it? Oregano in it. And I was like, bless you, you precious child. You go in and put your oregano in there. But now, whatever I make to get, make tomato sauce, he's like, are you making mine or, or yours? Because mine's a little bit better. <laughs> it's so fun. They're so I, fun. I have a kid who really wants to add new things. Like, I'll be like, it's just straightforward. You're just heating up this sauce. And then he will find seasonings and put them in. And then he won't tell. And then he'll sit at the table and have this, like, <laughs> What do you think? You like it? And then I'm eating it. And I'm like, what did you do? Why did you put cinnamon in Why? the fry sauce? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Every time I'll have to be like, add nothing. There's enough garlic in it. There's <laughs> enough seasoning in it. Oh, There's, we don't need hot sauce. That's individual choice. <laughs> I was going to say, that's customizable at the table. Yes. Not right now. Every This kid does this at every meal. Like, Bless he just him. thinks he can improve, which, you know, that's the kid. I'm like, again, maybe not a rapper on SoundCloud, but perhaps you could be a chef. We see some natural ability and creativity here. Oh, so good. So good. All right. Well, um, where can people find you online? Hmm. 
at the lazy genius I'm yes. pretty much on instagram i have opted mm-hmm. out of facebook and uh, twitter and linkedin and all the other things pretty much like i'm kind of there but yeah. I, i'm not there yeah so i'm on instagram at the lazy genius um and i have a podcast the lazy genius yes. podcast my book's called the lazy genius way basically if you google lazy genius you'll find you'll land name. there somewhere because yeah. that's what everything is named <laughs> so it's fun. thank you so much All right. Well, we have a sponsor that we want to talk about today. The sponsor is Orate. They are a fine jewelry maker in New York City. They were founded by women for women. So we love that fact about them. And they were founded on this desire to shake up the jewelry market by offering modern, beautiful designs, but at good quality with affordable prices. They are ethically sourced pieces, which we love that you can wear every day. They range from classic and dainty styles. You know, they have some of the like small dainty stuff. And then they also have some like modern chunky statement pieces. So I got myself an orate ring. I'm in love with it. Um, it is gold. It is like two. Um, it's like a double band. And then in between the band is a big chunky rectangle. So very modern. And it's actually really comfortable. Rue, what did you get? I ended up getting um, so I have three, three holes in one ear and two in, in the other. Oh, so do I. Oh, and I well, I like the odd number. I like how <laughs> it's not it's not perfect. But then I I love to wear one long threader in just one ear. Mm-hmm. So I got there, I got a really pretty gold threader with a little citrine gem at the end. Ooh, and it is just a nice little touch. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, it's, I feel like, I feel like just a, a nice small piece of jewelry can really elevate even yes. just, you know, you're wearing a t-shirt and joggers or whatever. Um, so I really like mine. It's really pretty. That's awesome. And we love that they're made ethically in New York City. And for every piece sold, a child in need receives a book to further their education. So for 15% off an Orate purchase, you can go to oratenewyork.com backslash selfie. That is A-U-R-A-T-E New York.com for 15% off your first Orate purchase with the code selfie. Hi guys, I'm BJ and I'm an emotional wellness coach. In my private practice, we address trauma, attachment wounds, and the roles they play in how we show up in our lives today. I've found my self-care has a profound impact on my mental fitness. I'm here to invite you into the journey of emotional self-care. Once again, you ladies brought it. So many great questions this week. Several of you asked about strategies for self-care, and you asked specifically on behalf of essential workers. With summer ending, we now have a whole slew of essential workers re-entering the workplace, our teachers, and I am seeing so much anxiety and fear among you as we talk about the challenges of starting school back up. Even if you're not an essential worker, the pandemic continues to wreak havoc on our emotional well-being, and self-care can actually feel almost like another burden. We can all take our cues from essential workers. And I have a lot of seasoned nurses around me. So I reached out to one of them and asked her what's gotten her through the pandemic so far. What she said was really quite remarkable. Cassie said she needed to feel emotionally connected to her co-workers. She felt she needed it to feel more like friendship so that she would know that they were all in it together. I needed camaraderie, so work became almost like summer camp. We traded groceries, bought each other baby wipes if someone couldn't get to the store. At a time when no one could see anyone, we still had each other. It also helped me to stay in touch with my friends I no longer work alongside because at least they knew what I was going through. In fact, 
Cassie's friends and parents checked in with her almost daily, and they seemed to instinctively know not to ask her a hundred questions at the end of a shift. They just let her share whatever she needed to and left it at that. But this might be the most significant thing Cassie did. Early in the pandemic, she and her husband started making silly videos to send out to their friends. It was completely out of character for her husband, so she was really surprised. But what she said next was important. I sincerely think those videos saved us. I believe Tom saw that I needed a make-believe place to go mentally, and he came with me, all in, no questions asked. Listen, it's time to get creative with our self-care. I'm not saying you have to put on costumes and make funny videos, but don't underestimate the power of play or of creativity, of endorphins, and don't undervalue the power of asking for your needs to be met. If no one in your circle is recognizing what you need for your mental health, sit them down and tell them, and also ask them how you can support theirs. Don't minimize the need for boundaries just because they're difficult to set. Listen, we all got caught off guard by this. We were thrown into the unknown, left to sink or swim. We had no idea what lay ahead, much less how to plan for it. So here we are six months later, and I swear some of us are still struggling just to tread water. In addition to all of this, there's a problem that most of us have in relationship that's playing a role here. We have a lot of expectations that the people we live with should know by now what we need. Many of us find ourselves in a constant state of disappointment and resentment over it too. It's time to lower your expectations. And by lower, I mean throw them out completely. Any expectation that's not been previously agreed upon is an unfair expectation. I'm going to say that again. If your partner hasn't been informed of an expectation you have of him or her and agreed to it, it's an unfair expectation. Before the pandemic, my husband David worked up in Hollywood. Three evenings a week, he was gone till about 9.30 at night, and they were the nights that I worked long days. As an introvert, when I finish a day with clients, I need time to recharge so I can do it again the next day. So when the pandemic started, we spent at least two to three weeks discussing how to give each other the space we needed. And honestly, that conversation got revisited over and over again for at least two to three months before we finally found a rhythm. And I can tell you even today, when things get really stressful and we don't have time to recharge, we have to address it again. And we do. So this is what I'm going to suggest for you if you've not done this already. Sit down with your partner, better yet, your whole family. Start by asking this question. Let's pretend it's week one of the pandemic, except this time we know exactly what's coming. What do you need right now that would make getting through this easier? Give them time to share and try not to get defensive. This is not about what anyone's done wrong so far. This is about how can we make this easier moving forward for everyone. If you do this as a family, it's really important to also set a time aside to do it with your partner. Express what you need individually from them. But here's the deal. This is not where you're going to go in and ask people to do something to make you feel better. This is not, I need you to bring me flowers every Friday so I know you care about me. No, this is... On work days, I think I need 30 minutes of uninterrupted downtime between work and starting dinner. Would you be willing to be responsible for the kids during that time and let me take a walk or have the bedroom to myself? Or maybe on Tuesdays, my long days, would you be willing to be responsible for dinner that night? I don't care if it's takeout, but it would be so helpful if you could just order it, gather the kids to the table, get cleanup done without me. That would help me be in a better frame of mind to help the kids with homework after dinner and maybe be able to spend some time with you too negotiate these agreements rather than creating expectations that are certain to go unmet. By the way, this is what setting boundaries looks like. It's really pretty simple. Not easy, but simple. And the great thing about it is if someone fails to hold up their end of the bargain, it's just another conversation to be had rather than a resentment to nurture. One last thing. I hear a lot of you feel guilty whenever you take time away for yourself. I think we need to have that discussion over in our Facebook group. I'd also like to see you share how your conversations with your family and your partners go. Hey, thank you for joining us. 
continue the self-care conversation with us on Instagram at at Selfie Podcast and in the Selfie Podcast community group on Facebook. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so you can catch up with us next week. Take care. Take care.